helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 Weekdays on Vision Christian Radio. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. And that is what it is like for us as Gentiles when we are grafted into this commonwealth of Israel. All these blessings, all these safety, these security, all of this becomes ours, but we don't have to be Jewish. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We began unpacking the story of the book of Ruth in our last program, and we're going to continue that this time and begin to see some important prophetic patterns emerge in this story. It's a wonderful story, isn't it? In fact, what you if you just read it at first glance, you kind of think it's just a story of a family. And then you think, why on earth would God put this particular family story into mm. the Bible like it's of some kind of a significance? But then when you actually look at this story of redemption from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation and you see how he has reacted and interacted with his people and how he set a redeemer to save the Gentile world, you kind of go, wow, this story, this little Mm. four-chapter story is the story of human redemption. That's right. It's more than just a a love story, which is how you could read it. Yeah. But um, it is, as you say, very, very prophetic and just without wanting to go back into the entire story in detail, of course, the the book of Ruth recounts uh, Naomi uh, going with her husband and her two sons uh, to the land of Moab. It was during a drought; they had uh, mm-hmm. they felt no alternative but to head across there to uh, to try and survive. But while they were there, uh, her sons married Moabite women. Uh, but then her husband and sons both died, uh, leaving the women alone, heartbroken and destitute. So Naomi was kind of stuck then. She was in, yeah. in Moab all alone uh, with these two daughters-in-law. How devastating. But, oh. uh, yeah, she felt like, she obviously she said, you know, she was yeah. bitter. She was uh, felt like God had you know, helped Yeah, that's right. She did, actually. She, called, she, changed, she said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara because it mm. means bitter. God has dealt yeah. bitterly with me. How terrible. So she'd had a pretty rough yeah. trot, but then she thought oh, she's going to head back home. Things had gotten better mm-hmm. back in Israel. Uh, but she encouraged her daughters-in-law to stay with their families and you know try to find new husbands and, and make a life for themselves. But uh, after um, you know working through the process of that, it was Ruth that stayed with her and actually you know that beautiful yeah. line which is quoted oftentimes at weddings. You know yes, where that's right. you go, I will go. Your people be my people. Your God, my God. Mm-hmm. Ruth stuck with her on that journey back uh, to Israel. As a, a Moabitess, which we explained was you know, really looked down upon yeah, very um, much. by the Jews. So a bit of a risk from her. But uh, Naomi turns up back in Bethlehem where the historical you know, family connections all were. And, of course, that's when the story gets really interesting, when Boaz comes into the mix, uh, who uh, was, uh, it turns out, a near relative Mm -hmm. and was able to uh, make a real difference for these two women. Yeah, started the process of redemption, redemption for the family line so that the bloodline wouldn't um, die out from the the loss of her two sons and the inheritance, the family inheritance Mm. as well. And uh, so, you know, we learned that Boaz was willing to to fulfil the obligations of the uh, the kinsman redeemer, and we discovered over the past programs that um, God has always described His relationship. Oh, He's described His relationship with His people as His people and His children. 
But he repeatedly described his relationship with Israel, the Jewish people, as his wife and he as her husband. And we also have looked at the fact that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God's Son, almost like the progeny from Israel, has described he is described as the groom who is taking a a bride mm. from the world. That's right. So it's a Gentile bride, isn't it? A Gentile bride again. And when you you get this, you start to see this this incredible um, analogy coming out of the Book of Ruth. And so the story this way, if you look at it as analogy, the story is this: Naomi is Israel. She suffered. She went into the world. She went into exile. She suffered great loss while in the world, but the light she carried because of knowing her God, reached a young Gentile bride who joined her, that is Naomi Israel. Ruth, the Gentile bride, believed the truths of the God of Israel, committed her life not only to Naomi Israel, but to the God of Naomi Israel. Mm. And, And through and in spite of all the heartbreak and suffering, Naomi Israel reveals God's law, his word, his truth to Ruth, the Gentile bride, and she instructs Ruth, about God's ways and God, who is nothing like the pagan gods and and idols of, of Ruth's background, she believes in him, this one true God, and they ha- become this, this restored, this redeemed people through a kinsman redeemer, a mm. goel. That's right. And that was uh, Boaz, the, the kinsman. And interestingly, once again, to follow this prophetic yeah. uh, line, he was a willing Kinsman, yes. he wasn't forced to do no. anything. Uh, no one made him lay his life down because no. it was a, a huge sacrifice for him yeah, to, to take her as his bride. But he chose to do that. There was a financial obliga- obligation mm. as well because of the redemption of the land. So it literally cost him everything. Yeah, that's right. And that's what once again we looked at the the Jewish uh, wedding, the, yes. the celebration yes. of the wedding. But a lot of these pictures are seen in that. Yeah, it's with, amazing. Yeah, you know, once again Christ being overlaid on that as the groomsman. Another thing that's interesting to mention: we talked about the Moabite being. A, almost like a detestable race of people. Boaz's reputation was put on the line by embracing mm. this Gentile bride in the same way that Christ, his reputation, everything, he was mocked, ridiculed, scourged, scorned, rejected, despised, so that he could redeem mm. a bride. Amazing. So certainly the, a huge sacrifice made yeah. uh, by Boaz. And as we say, that's really the, the picture of, of Christ in, in this prophetic story. And the interesting thing too, Robbo, is that we are this Gentile bride. We are the Gentile bride grafted into what the Bible says is the commonwealth of Israel, which is actually a very interesting way of looking at things. That's right. Well, Paul talks about this, doesn't he, in yeah. Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, verses 11 to 13, it says, Therefore remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But then he goes on and says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Okay, now this is actually really important. I just want to spend a couple of minutes talking about what it means to be a part of a commonwealth. We as Gentile believers in Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah, come from the people of Israel. 
We do not become ethnic Jews. We don't have to act like Jews, dress like Jews, talk like Jews, eat like Jews. We are not ethnic Jews. But we have been brought in, grafted into what Scripture there, what Paul said in Ephesians 2 was the Commonwealth of Israel. Now, there are Australia is part of the British Commonwealth. Mm. Okay, so... Many nations are part of the British Commonwealth. As I said, we are one. So is New Zealand, Canada, Barbados, Botswana, Cyprus, Namibia, Trinidad, Tobago, and many others. But being a part of the British Commonwealth doesn't mean that we are no longer Australian, that Mm. we stop being Australians and are now British. We are a member of the Commonwealth, united all, you know, this Commonwealth unites all the members, and we have. There is similarities in language, in our um, in our traditions, in our um, economy, in the, our system of government, in our securities, in our laws. We have all of these similarities, all the benefits of this commonwealth. We have the blessing of, but we are still who we are. Mm. And that is what it is like for us as Gentiles when we are grafted into this commonwealth of Israel, all these blessings, all these benefits, all these um, these safety, these security, the, all of this becomes ours, but we don't have to be Jewish. Mm. The same as if a Jewish person becomes a believer in Jesus, we go, oh, well, you're part of the church now, you're no longer Jewish. No, they're still mm. who they are, but now they would call themselves completed Jews. Yeah. So we ha- and this is where Paul said we become this. Um, uh, what did he say? This one new man, this new man, this one. We talked about echad all the time. One unity, mm. union, unified. Um, and we started the series looking at that one, that echad. Now the problem that we have is that Jews and Gentiles have no real understanding of just how related they are. Mm, that's right. And that's what we're going to explore in the, in the final program of this series as we, I guess, wrap it all up mm. is to look at uh, the relationship that exists between Jews and Christians. We'll do that next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.